Welcome to episode 18 of the Art and BS podcast, the podcast by artists, for artists, and art lovers. I'm your host, James Geraltz. We are back another week, folks. It's popping. Man, Art Hop was last night. Shout outs to all the family that slid through. Shout outs to all the uh, feedback. You know, people, I, I really enjoy two things, folks. <laughs> Number one, I enjoy the, hey, James, you know, I'm listening. It's, this is cracking. It's getting me through, you know, my work day when I'm at my desk or, you know, while I'm in my commuter, you know, while I'm running my business, you know, I'm getting some some laughs or maybe a little bit of game through that. Another thing that's probably my favorite is the, James, you make a podcast? <laughs> oh, yeah. Good stuff. Good stuff. So if it's your first time listening, welcome. If you are a returning member of the family, you're back. You know what's up. Take your shoes off. Kick your feet up. Blaze that odd. Crack that beer. You know what's up, fam. You know how we get down. So we here. It's episode 18. This episode I'm coming back for a solo revisit. We're we're revisiting the last episode, um, and we'll get to that in a second. But I want to touch on some announcements. I want to give a shout out once again to all of the Art and BS family. Okay, so we want to give a shout out to everybody who's listening on Apple, everybody who's listening on Spotify, them four niggas over on Google Podcasts holding us down. We see y'all. Shout out to all the family, Washington, what's poppin', Indianapolis, what's good, Ohio, we see y'all, Florida, what's happening, Illinois, keep it gutter, Maryland, yo, what's really up, Georgia, holla at me, Missouri, yeah, you know what's up, we fucking with y'all, Wisconsin, cheeseheads, keep it up, Arizona, keep it hot down there, you know what's up, Oregon, Blaze that odd, Iowa, come and see me, VA, holler at your boy, Colorado, I was just out there, Pennsylvania, we get into it in a second, Kentucky, y'all stay with the shits, Tennessee, keep bumping it, Nevada, what's really popping, North Carolina, what's good, we can't forget Canada, what's happening, Spain, what's really up, Australia, good eye mates, Sweden, free my nigga Rocky. We still fucking with y'all. Mexico, what's happening? We stole y'all land. I'm living in what's half of Mexico right now. So we holding y'all down. Germany, what's good? Um, If you guys are on Apple or whatever, please leave that five-star joint. Please like and subscribe. But more importantly, y'all, real, if you don't do none of the above, more importantly, please tell a friend. Okay. So... Let's talk about Art Hop. It was a great night. I had uh, some new paintings. Got to see some good friends, um, some fantastic artists. The homies slid through. Shout outs to Nigel. Shout outs to Norberto. Shout outs to uh, Vicken. You guys definitely always give me uh, great words of like, encouragement stuff like that we got some more guests on the way people are asking me like well what's up with the ladies you kind of you know what i'm saying you came through but then you slid back so yo we we working on that um 
we're trying to do quality over quantity, folks. So, getting to the episode at hand. So, it's episode 18. Why am I making this episode? And really, here's, here's what's up, family. Episode 17, I had my esteemed brother from another mother, Chris Davis, on. And during the latter part of this episode, you know I talked about a few different 19th century African-American painters. Now, if you guys listen to the episodes before this, if you guys are new to the podcast, one thing that I always say is we don't fact check on art and BS. We leave that to you guys. Well, for the most part, I don't fact check. But in this particular case for these artists, you know, I had did some light research. And when it came time for my conversation, you know, on the episode, a lot of my facts had gotten jumbled, a lot of my dates. So I wanted to make this episode to kind of clarify and get, you know, get the facts straight because I'm not too good to go back and retract or let you guys know I fucked up, you know, hey, and it's an educational moment for everyone. So, and it's not, you know, anything that can't be reanalyzed. And it's a beautiful thing because what it did was it allowed me to go in, do a lot more um, research, you know, and maybe, you know, hopefully this will inspire you folks to do some research, maybe hit up a museum, um, and we just want to open up the eyes of the family to 19th century, you know, African-American painters um, because, you know, they do exist. So the first one um, that we would like to, you know, get to is Joshua Johnson, Joshua Johnson. So apparently this is the first cat on record. Right. And. I mean, this is like circa 1763, you know, to circa 1824, right? From the Baltimore area, holding it down before it was The Wire, before there was Stringer, before there was, you know what I'm saying, Marlowe. Um, so, you know, at first they didn't really even know if his name was Johnson or Johnson until the 1990s. The Maryland Historical Society released manuscripts on his life. And this begs to offer, like, where were these manuscripts up until then? We'll let you guys do the research, but something to think about. Okay. So this, this brother was an elite painter. His father was a white man. His mother was a black woman. She was a slave. Okay. So peep this out. So his pops purchased him for 19... I'm sorry, his, his dad purchased him for 25 bucks when he was 19, which was half the average for a slave at the time. So basically, slaves were hidden for 50. Boom. That's, uh, you know what I'm saying? Boom, boom. So, and, and the, the thing is, is it's a situation where it's like a guy is, you know, having sex with a slave woman, or maybe he's in love. I don't know what the situation is as far as that goes, but, you know, boom, like, he she has the baby and he's able to to buy it, which is, you know, I you know, I downplayed him, which wasn't cool at all. And and I, I think about like how hard would it be to get exposed to art, you know, if your freedom wasn't purchased, you know, or if you were still a slave, or you know, like these are these are sort of some some things I've been thinking about. So, you know, I've been really big on 
maybe off the podcast, not so much on it. A lot of times I've been really big on, you know, representation. And then, you know, lately I've kind of made this shift into substantive change because it's one thing representational. I feel like that it's kind of trivial. Like what is representation? Like, okay, so you go to the museum like you're the only black dude there and you're a fine artist and yeah, you're represent you're representing, you're representing the culture. Yeah, sure. Power to the people. Great. Cool. That's tight. But that's not what it is. Like it's the change. Like you want a community. You want, you know, there to be more people that are, you know, that find the same love and happiness, I guess, in this visual art that you do. And I'm, I'm just speaking for myself. So, you know, these are some of the things that, you know, I've been thinking about. And we're, we're kind of going, you know, into it a little deeper here, fam. But, you know, it's kind of like some common threads that, you know, touch. Because as I do the research on these artists, I look and I see like, wow, like this is, you know, this is how the shit started. And if you're like, <laughs> how, <laughs> so it's like you know, late 1700s, like, how are you going to get into art? You know what I'm saying? Like, there's just no way there, you know, unless boom, you know what I'm saying? Like you got purchased and then you had privileges based on your pops being white. And then maybe you could go. And so that's like, it's that's, that's really nuts. It's like, Art is like, I don't want to say it's a byproduct of white privilege, but like black people being artists at that point in time, it's something to think about, you know, and, and we're kind of expanding all of this together, folks. Like you guys can kind of hear me think out loud and, you know, hopefully this sparks some ideas in your head and makes you, you know, um, think, think about some things. Okay. So, you know, um, Moving forward, I wanted to talk a little bit about um, Robert S. Duncanson. Okay, so now this was a gentleman who he was he was around from like eighteen twenty one to eighteen seventy two. So like he was born right as you know what I'm saying, Joshua. Boom. So, you know, Joshua was like, he was like three years old or whatever, you know, when, when Joshua died. So this guy is known for his landscapes, right? Henry S. D I'm sorry, Robert S. Duncanson. We're getting ahead of ourselves. Robert S. Duncanson. So he's, he's basically considered second generation Hudson River School artist. Um, he started out doing portraits um, and then, you know, eventually like found through like, you know, uh, publications and stuff like, you know, just the crazy illustrations and shit like that of, of like landscapes. So he spent time in, in Cincinnati and um, helped develop the Ohio River Valley landscape. You, so going like, let's, let's kind of look at, look at the history for this. Cause it's like, there's this common underlying thread, right? So, his grandfather was a slave, right? Who was supposedly freed from bondage by his owner. Charles Duncanson was most likely the illegitimate son, you know, of that slave owner. Okay. So it's like, yo, you're my kid. I'm going to let you out and get the papers, you know? So 
boom, he has a kid. And then, like, so Robert S. Duncanson, his granddad's a slave, right? So he has no formal training in art. He learned by copying prints, doing engravings, copying European works, sketching from nature, painting portraits. Sounds like somebody I know, right? So during the American Civil War, you know, Duncanson, he's not like with the shits at all, and he exiles himself to Canada and the UK. Um, and you know, this is it's really interesting because it's like the common thread, folks, of like how would you get into painting, right? So like, but even before that, like some of his biggest patronage came from abolitionists. (laughs) Shout out to the allies. See, it was crazy. You know what's funny? It's like, that's why it's important to do research in art history because some things don't, um, you know, don't change. And then some things like, yeah, it just some things fucking, yeah, something's changed. But it's like, you know, back in the day, abolitionists, they were always, like, they they financed his travel. They, you know, provided him with commissions, bought his stuff, you know what I'm saying? And then introduced him to people in the art community. And it's like, they're motivated because it's like, all right, boom, this motherfucker's putting in work. And then the thing is, is a lot of times they were like commissioning works with overtly racial themes in order to further the anti-slavery cause. So, and then, but then it's like, you know, some people were like, yo, he's, these cats were receiving support because they were super light skinned, right? So it's like, yeah, it's definitely, it's one of those things where, you know, um, you know, it's crazy, but it's like he's flipping darker African-Americans, you know, in his paintings and stuff. So it's, it's you know, it's, uh, yeah, it's, just, it's, it's real interesting that like there are the three painters that we're talking about are all light skinned painters like today, you know? So I think that the next thing that I'm, I'm going to look into is like, who were the first dark skinned painters? Because that's like a common thread that I'm seeing, um, you know, but it's like, it seemed like in the North cities, like, you know, Cincinnati and like, you know, all that whole, they had like a strong abolitionist presence, you know, so it's like advantageous for African Americans to pursue fine art professions, you know, but then, you know, it's crazy because we talk about later on, well, when I was doing research on Joseph Davis, Chris's uncle, who this man did 1500 paintings in his life, crazy as I started doing research it's like he was a dark-skinned brother and he wasn't getting the love but it was like I don't know it's like it's wild so we gotta that's something I have to look into I have to really look into that before I go down this wormhole of like dark-skinned painters versus light-skinned painters and like if that helps like yeah because there's man there's a whole it's it this shit gets deep folks but um 
you know, it's something that we should we should all think about, or maybe we shouldn't. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> oh, it's like because you know when you take a step back. I know some people are like, some people would take the um, this the standpoint of well, it doesn't matter what the artist looks like. It's all about the art. You know, separate the art from the artist. And while that's true, right? It's true. I think that sometimes circumstance, like dire circumstance and beautiful work, it that um, yeah, it just it's super inspiring. And not to say that I mean, like if there's no super crazy shit that you're up against, and you're creating really nice paintings, that's cool. You know, it's nice to have all life's advantages. That's fine. Um, but like the struggle and coming fucking crazy, like just doing some super raw shit like that to me is, is highly impressive. Um, so Robert S. Duncanson, a gentleman you guys want to, uh, you know, I would encourage you guys to look up and you know, what's interesting is one of the artist that I'm really into Albert Beardstadt, you know, I always talk about the Hagen museum and, you know, Albert Beardstadt has a bunch of fantastic landscapes over there. So it's it's interesting to see that, like, we're talking about Robert S. Duncanson, and he's from the Hudson River School, and so is Albert Beardstadt. You know, small art, artistic world. Um, but, yeah, it's like, it's, this is wild. But, yeah, okay, so moving forward, you guys. It's really, uh, this is, this episode, I feel like it's, it's real therapeutic. We're getting a chance to re-examine and walk together down this, this whole path and then think about, you know, art in terms of like other artists outside of like Basquiat and Carrie James Marshall and Kehinde Wiley, you know, like, because when you think of 19th century painters, I know I don't really think of, you know, African-Americans at all. So it's definitely something that, you know, we want to get on the board. So before we get to Henry Aswatanner, we're going to run a commercial, pay one of these bills, and uh, yeah, we'll be right back. And we're back. Episode 18 of the Art and BS podcast, the podcast by artists for artists and art lovers. You know what's funny, folks, is I had a really cool title for this episode last night and I totally forgot it. So, yeah, there's that. Shout outs to the family. We appreciate you guys for tuning in if it's your first episode or if you are a returning member of the family. What's cracking? We see y'all. Kick your feet up. You know what's going down. You know where the fridge is at. Grab a snack. Just make sure if you drink all the juice, you throw the carton away. So we're back talking about Henry Oswatanner. June 21st, 1859 to May 25th, 1937. Okay. So his pops actually had the first independent black denomination 
church in the U.S. Pops was doing it. Look at him, right? So his mom escaped slavery from Virginia on the Underground Railroad. Shout outs to Harriet Tubman. Shout outs to, okay. Yeah, we're going to get to that. <clears throat> his middle name, Henry Oswatana's middle name, right, is a reference to the Battle of Oswatomi, which was... <clears throat> When the border ruffians, when the border ruffians led by John W. Reed attacked on August 30th, 1856, a free state settlement in Oswatomi, Kansas, my white brother, John Brown, shout outs to my white brother, John Brown, rest in peace, who was present and attempted to hold it down, but they were overrun by the Raiders, right? This is one in a series of battles between abolitionists, family, at the time, you know, and the pro-slavery Missourians, Missourians, they need to get their minds right. And that was known as Bleeding Kansas. So John Brown, John Brown actually was consistently like, I know we're talking about black artists right now, but we got a John Brown, man. If you guys don't know, you really do your research on him. He was a white brother. He was down for the cause. Uh, I mean, look, he was there. At the fucking, I mean, boom, Bleeding Kansas, he's there. Harper's Ferry, he was there. He didn't make it out of Harper's Ferry. Um, and you guys, if you don't know about Harper's Ferry, you should really uh, do your research on that. Uh, but he was he was about it. I mean, like, he wasn't with that slavery fuck shit. He was like, man, I'm, 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 I'm witting, I'm, I'm riding, you know? So, yeah, John Brown. Okay, so... Bleeding Kansas was, you know, that was a series of, you know, battles that went down. So, yeah, can man, it was America's heartland. Y'all had to trail the tears. Y'all bleeding Kansas. Y'all, man, boy, Oklahoma, man, boy. All right. <laughs> okay, moving forward. In 18, shout out to America's heartland. <laughs> Uh, in 1879, Henry went to the uh, Pennsylvania Academy of Arts, right? He was the only brother at the time. So he was a favorite of your boy, Thomas Aikens, right? And there's actually a portrait of Henry by Thomas in the Hyde Collection, which is in New York and not the Hyde Museum in ATL, which I clearly said, like, if you guys listen, I was like, yo, man, this, no, that's not what happened. It's a portrait by Thomas Aikens of Henry Oswald Tanner, and that's in the Hyde Collection, which is in New York. Okay, so during the time, you know, there was a lot of racism in Philadelphia. That was like after Civil War, um, you know, motherfuckers was migrating up from the South, and they were just, yeah, shit wasn't cool. Henry relocated to... Um, ATL during the late um, 1800s, right? He was stacking, trying to get out to, to Europe. So he's like, yo, I'm going to set up this photography shop doing, <laughs> doing photography to no avail, right? But then, you know, one door closes, another one opens. So he meets Bishop Herzl, a trustee at Clark College. Bishop and his wife, they was abolitionists. They became patrons. They was, see, like, man, there's a, okay, see, there's this common thread. And as I, like, go on this journey, it's like, I'm, it, man, dude, it's crazy how nothing changes. 
It's just like, so for me, I'm like, dude, like this stuff, it's the same. And for me to think that I'm different and that like something magically is going to be different, it's not like this is what it's been happening. So anyway, boom. So, you know, they was patrons. They was fucking with him heavy, right? And then they uh, recommended him for a teaching job at what is now uh, Clark Atlanta University. Boom, bow, bang. He's hustling. So, 1891, he travels to France. Fuck it, I'm out. Okay. So, this is when it's cracking. You know, he's getting in out there. Um, He's putting his work in. And he really, you know, his work changed because he, he got out there and was influenced by a lot of a lot of cats um and they showed him a lot of love you know so that's that's the whole thing um you know and what's 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 kind of nuts is like you know he flipped a lot of sick shit like that daniel in the lion's den was accepted into like the 1896 salon which is like that's one of my favorite joints, you know. He also flipped like the banjo lesson um, cuz he had a short visit back to to the US. And um his most famous work, the banjo lesson, which is, you know, one of them joints, you know, you guys should look it up. And uh like I said, it was inspired um it inspired some other other painters after that. <sighs> But yeah, he, you know, it's, man, looking at Henry Aswatanner's work, um, it's like, he's, he, the, the, the richness of it, the fidelity of it is inspiring to me, but not only that, it's like the hustle and not giving up and then it's, you know, dude moved around, man, and I feel it. You know, like a lot of these these cats, I see like there's like underlying connections and shit. You know, in the artist struggle, and it it's reassuring. You know, um, that we're not alone in this because a lot of times we could feel like, man, you know, like yeah, we're holding it down. You know, we got like. Two homies, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's like, there's like hella painters, but as far as like black, like painter, painter motherfuckers, like, that I know, know, two of them. <laughs> two of probably, like in real life. So it's like, you know, and I know that there's more out there. I know that there's, but as far as like, and they're, they're on there, but I don't count the people who are on the internet who I haven't sat down and had a fucking cup of coffee with and smoked a blunt with and, and kicked it. And like, if we don't, like, if we haven't had that connection, then I can't call you a, a, a true, you know, in that regard. Uh, but I don't know. You know, it's interesting. So, because there are, I mean, like, there's a bunch of artists, like, you can't, I'm not going to say that there aren't, I will that there aren't like on national level a bunch of black artists because you have cities like Atlanta, you got, you know, cities like New York, you know, those are like bigger numbers and things like that. Um, But as far as like in Fresno, California, you know, there aren't really that many. And then also when I'm listening to art podcasts, there are very like most, yeah, there aren't really that many as far as like guests and stuff. So it's interesting. 
Um, okay, moving forward. Oh man, got the coffee. Yeah, um, it really, um, oh, also, well, you know what I wanted to talk about? Because, you know, Chris and I were talking about Baki the Grappler. Dude, Muhammad Ali is in Baki the Grappler on Netflix. I'm done. They act, come on, man. I know Chris was hating. He was like, man, I can't follow it. Chris, you season two, man, Muhammad Ali. I don't want to spoil it, but, dude, <laughs> I, yeah, all right, that shit's sick. Uh, so, you know, folks, we want to keep this a short episode, and um, I don't want to move too far, you know, out of the spectrum of, of keeping this on topic. A lot of times, you know, we don't fact check, but I listen to the episodes because I'm a very self-analytical sort of human being, self-critical human being. I do listen to, you know, the podcast just to see how I can improve. And if I get some facts grossly wrong to the point where anyone who knew would be like, this dude's a fucking idiot. I would have to like, cause I knew like, as soon as I heard, I was like, dude, James, like, what are you doing here? You gotta, you gotta get, get your mind right. Get your grind right. Um, and also it's, it becomes an educational moment for all of us because it's like we're, we're all human beings and in the famous words of Ghostface, you know, we have to grow like a plant. So I say that to say this, you could be anywhere in the world, but you're here with us and we appreciate that. Wait, 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 ho, 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 wait, 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 let's backtrack this real quick. I want to give a special shout out because I didn't give a shout out and I wanted to do it and I didn't properly give it the shout out. Okay. Shout outs to Vatican Custom Framery. If you guys are into art, if you guys are fine artists and you looking to have that finishing touch on your frames, holler at them, check them out on Instagram, check them out online. This is not a sponsorship. It is a plug. We just, you know, letting you guys know, have some respect for your artwork. Put a Vatican frame on it. Okay. You could be anywhere on the internet, but you're here with us, and we appreciate that. You know how we get down. James Gerald's signing off. Catch us again next week. Same BS time. Same BS channel. We out of here like Vladimir. I'm up and out the stratosphere. Man. Thank you, guys. It really is a humble experience. You guys coming back and spending your time listening and the times that you do listen. Um, I say that from the bottom of my heart. We have a lot of jokes. We smoke a lot of weed. We, they, the, go, the guests drink a lot of beer. Um, and uh, I hope you guys laugh or learn or get inspired just to, you know, do art, maybe doodle while you're at work or something like that. Um, yeah. Oh, announcements. Also, my book is still for sale. Catch it. Uh, You can hit me up. Link in my Instagram bio or Twitter or all that. You can buy it directly off a blurb. If you get directly from me, then I'm going to plug you, sign it, do all that good stuff. Uh, We got a few paintings that are on sale. I got some new works going up or that are already up. Uh, Yeah. Other than that. 
I will let you guys know if there are any other new announcements because there's some shaky stuff and I can't really announce it. So I don't know, and I don't want to say what it is, cause then if I, it'll give it up, and then I, you know, yeah. So we'll figure it out. But still. <laughs> oh man! Shout out to Vicken. I appreciate you too, bro. He gave me some good advice on one of my paintings last night. Okay. All right, you guys. You could be anywhere on the internet, but you're here with us. And uh, we appreciate that. Stay hydrated during these hot summer months. And uh, we'll see you again next week. Thank you for uh, tuning in. Peace.